Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call's back, everybody, this week. Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon. Uh, we are here to do the impossible, which is improve the world of sales. And uh, I have a call to listen to, Brian. It was submitted uh, by a coach from another company, actually, which right. certainly makes, you know, like, I think we're really making a mark here, buddy, when other companies uh, are submitting calls and, you know, I'm not going to say which companies, there's also other coaching companies who have some of their coaches get trained in my company, right? Like they come in and they, they do scripting and dialogue training with us. And uh, so they shall not be named, but uh, you know it's it's a huge source of pride that you and I, especially you know uh, coaches from other companies, would want their clients' calls played, or you know they 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 we we've we've arrived. I think Brian, appreciate that. You know, I think both of us come from abundance. Uh, you know, I don't need a thousand clients. I don't think you do either, and so we're not interested in stealing anybody's plan. There's enough to go around out there, and I, I think it's great when we communicate and and share. And I think that there's so much value in that. Uh, two, one plus one doesn't always equal two. Sometimes one plus one can equal three or four or five. And I, I really appreciate whatever company. I, I'll be honest, I don't know who submitted that. It just says a lot about them, and I think it, to your point, also says good things about us. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I take it as is that we are specialists in scripting and dialogue and lead conversion from that aspect, right? Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to teach you how to hire or train admins. Um, but you know, we neither. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're being looked at as the specialists in this. And so, you know, I take a lot of pride in that. So if there's any other coaching company coaches listening to this, please submit your clients calls here, we can help you out. And and secretly, this coach was like, hey, I uh, I, I would rather you guys, uh, you know, um, how do I say this in a PC manner, uh, guide this salesperson uh, strongly uh, for me so I don't have to do it myself, right? So that's another perk. You can, there you you go. can still be the good person and we can be the bad people. Well, I like to call a thing a thing, and I think you do as, as well, Dale. So overwhelming tact is is maybe not my strong suit. I got, let me <laughs> tell a little story. So we just had a trainer meeting yesterday, and one of my, and my salesperson says, hey, I have this team. They love your material. They love you, but uh, they know they won't get you. And so they want, uh, they want to receive a sample. Like they want to, they want to do a 30 minute training with your trainer so they can decide whether or not their agents want to train with them, with that trainer. And I said, no, no, you're not going to put the decision in the hands of those agents who you're providing leads to. You're going to tell those agents that the training is mandatory in order to receive your leads, provided that they're not a top producer. And you're going to exalt the trainer that you bring in in front of them rather than letting the peanut gallery decide whether they're going to be trained by this person or not. And so on one hand, those, there was a little part of me that was like, am I being too arrogant? Should I just acquiesce to this demand? And so the salesperson went back, communicated it. And you know what the lead said? They said, tell Dale he's right. We need to come from a position of power. We're going to go ahead and get signed up. And, you know, so- you know, sometimes you just have to do that kind of stuff. And I know you work with leaders. I work with leaders. One of the things I love doing is that, you know, while 
I certainly question whether I'm too arrogant sometimes or whether I'm too opinionated sometimes or too rough sometimes. <laughs> what I do know, though, uh, Brian, is that we typically get results, right? You and I have a, an approach. We have a leadership style that gets results. And I like helping other people, other leaders, other, you know, the team leaders, broker owners do the same thing and and feel like they're in a, uh, a position of power. Well, and I'm going to just draw a quick analogy. And I think that oftentimes a, people in any industry have this tendency to go, I want everybody. Well, if you want to be miserable, take every client because that is a perfect way to end up miserable. You know, someone you don't get along with, someone who you're frustrated with, someone who you don't, you can't build rapport with. Why would you want to work with that person? These are our guidelines. These are what we do. And it doesn't mean we can't be flexible, but we have boundaries. And I think every agent should set boundaries for themselves because if they don't, then they end up just want to pull their hair out. And we wonder why there's such a high attrition rate in this industry. Well, when you work with a whole bunch of people you can't stand, no wonder you're miserable all the time. Yeah. And I'm not saying everybody does that, but we've all done it. I've done it. I'm sure you've done it too. You, well, I need the, I need a deal. So I'm going to work with this person. And, and by working with him, you cost yourself five other deals because you spend so much time, energy, emotional capital, and you're just frustrated. So understand what your boundaries are. Yeah. Let's put that into the context of a team leader, right? You can't work with every agent. You can't. Oh God! You, you can't have every agent on your team, you know. And you and you damn sure can't please them all. That's not going to happen at all. But you know what you can do is you can inspire them to. Uh, you can inspire respect, right? But you can't get. You can't please everybody. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I appreciate that. My my word for the year is congruency. So you know, I take like that, that for what it's worth. I'm, I'm really working on being congruent in all parts of my life. And when I am congruent, things go really well. When I fall out of that and just cut a corner and do things, that's when I have to work really, really hard to unscrew things. So, so that's awesome. I appreciate that. Now, I want to share this call. And I bleeped out the person's name and the team that they're on because there's several things that I'm going to point out on this call. And, you know, it's it's a definitely a sharp stick in the heart with some of these things that I hear. And you're going to hear them too. So this agent means well. And there is actually a good piece at the end. I think it was around, I wrote it down, it was seven minutes and 23 seconds. So we'll point out something good, but we'll end on the good stuff. Let's start with the, this could be better stuff. All right, so it's a Zillow. It's an inbound Zillow call. Oh my and, God, Zillow. I love it. <laughs> the reading was okay. Uh, but listen how this goes. So we're going to skip over the where the agent announces their name and brokerage. Hi there, Alex here. I'm connecting you to a local agent now. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. I understand you're interested in 309 Elm. Yes. Okay, so let me fill you in on that, and then we can talk a little bit more. So this is already starting bad. Let me fill you in on that. So that house is actually on best and final today uh, at noon. Okay, do you know what that means? I do. We, uh, she doesn't, she shouldn't, and you shouldn't be talking about this. Right, Brian? Great. Yeah, and here's the here's the thing. If you want to make twenty dollars an hour, be a customer service rep. Provide information and let people make decisions. If you want to make three hundred dollars an hour, 
be a salesperson. Yeah. Okay. So let, uh, we're going to listen. I want to listen to the rest of this part here. And I want the entire audience in line with my thinking and Brian's probably too, right? Which is the sole purpose of me receiving an inbound lead, regardless of its source, is for me to quickly and as best as I can determine, are you a ready, willing, and able buyer or seller and build rapport with you? Okay. My goal is not to tell you that a home is sold or tell you that a home is asking for highest and best by noon or tell you how the real estate purchasing process works until later on in the call and I determine it to be a value to do so. Right, Brian? Can we agree to all that? 100%. And you, we, you and I have the same script here. It's, hey, I see you're interested in 203 Elm Street. When would you like to go see it? Right. That's it. By the way, that's the script that Zillow tells you to do too. It's <laughs> yeah. not just Dal and I. The, the company that you bought the lead from says this is do the this. script. Do this. Yeah, exactly. All right. So now let's continue listening on to this. And I hope that this agent hears us playing this. And I hope the agent gets it drilled into his head that not all of this stuff could have led to him losing this lead. I can. You know, I can let you know he didn't lose the lead. She stayed with him. But there's so many ways that, that this guy could have lost this piece of business by doing it this way. You're not. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So I'm going to say you, you haven't been working, uh, looking for a house that long? No. I mean, this is pretty much the first house that we've reached out about. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So then we're actually going to go way, way back to square one for you. So, as you know, it's a pretty crazy market still, even with the interest rates up. Um, How does she know that? A lot of pressure <laughs> on home. What's that? How does he know that she knows that? Uh, or he doesn't know. He's in, Exactly. He's informing her. Like, why? What does this have to do with, are you a ready, willing, and able buyer or seller? This has nothing to do with it, right? What he's doing is he's excusing the fact that the, the home that she called about is in latter stages of negotiating an offer. That's what he's doing, right? Get that out of your head, man. Like that is not where you need to be. Again, your purpose, salesperson, is determine, are you a ready, willing, and able buyer or seller and build rapport? Building rapport means me listening to and asking you questions about yourself, not me educating you on how the process goes or where the state of the market is right now. You know, because there's a huge lack of inventory. Where do you currently live? Uh, we're in Hoboken right now. You're in Hoboken. So you're doing the move to the burbs. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so there, she's calling about a property in, in North Jersey, right? And she's in Hoboken. Uh, so they're moving over, moving out of the city. So there is a massive lack of inventory. And so houses that hit the market don't last very long. Right. So that house had an open house on Sunday and there have been multiple offers. And so what the listing agent will do is they'll call best and final. And so that means you basically drop your cards and put your best offer out there. All right. So... Brian, 
the yeah so I, here's what i want to say to the salesperson get out of your get out of your head stop making it about you and stop trying to educate uh get rid of that stuff i i feel like some salespeople really um they 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 have their sense of who they are or their their sense of being a salesperson is really hung on their concept of them knowing everything and being able to educate people and while that's super important that shouldn't be how you identify as a salesperson yeah you know it's it's you know i put it in the chat telling isn't selling and so many people want to impress you with all the things they know nobody gives a rip how much you know until they know how much you care like i it, it we're just boring like i'm bored yeah where are we, <laughs> we are, uh, where are we at we're um we're a minute 35 seconds into this conversation with this person right and if i had this this salesperson as a student um i would probably and this is what their manager should do right or their team leader, whoever it is, or your trainer, they should play your calls and they should stop them within a minute and ask you what you know about this person. And it can only be what the person has told you and not what you've guessed, right? And then stop it at two minutes. What do you know about this person, right? And it can only be what they've told you and not what you've guessed. I feel like for this person, because of, I can tell his communication style, in his natural life is causing him to communicate this way with this lead. And he would need that sort of specific training to break him of that for just for sales practice. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, you know, nobody wants to hear from you. They didn't, this woman did not call to get educated on highest and best. She didn't get called. And it's not what she called. She wants to buy a house. We think, I think she wants to buy a house. I don't even know, <laughs> but she <laughs> might want to buy a house. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm so, yeah, it would be really funny if she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was calling the, the, uh, you know, like DoorDash or something. <laughs> uh, and now I just got an education on the real estate market. Seriously, maybe she wants to rent it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So I think we've, we've, we've gotten that established, right? We got to turn that thing around and get some of that, get that education piece out of there, learn much more about them. Now let's play the good part, right? So I did say that there was a good part. I'm going to play that piece and then we'll kick it over to you, Brian. And let me zip down this way. What did I say? Seven minutes and 20, seven, seven minutes, and 23 changes. seconds. Yeah. By the way, I just got an Invisalign a couple of weeks ago. Can you hear, do I sound lispy? You do not. You sound fabulous. All right, good. Thank you, Brian. I got a fabulous from Brian Curtis, everybody. Okay. So I'm going to play this part. So going to get an email from Zillow asking if you're using us as your realtor. Um, I ask that you say yes to that because you know what it will do. It will prevent you from getting a million phone calls from agents. Oh, that would be wonderful. Okay. (laughs) There we go, everybody. All right. Good job, mystery agent. Uh, We got that piece in there. Just remember, man, close uh, everybody. What he did is he closed the door behind him. He said, hey, I'm your sales guy or woman. Let's close the door behind us to any of the other competition. And he put it in terms of what the benefit to her would be. 
And I would add this after you do that, assuming he's been on the phone with over seven minutes. I hope he's got some rapport. I would also say, hey, by the way, Zillow's probably going to call you and ask you how I did. Is there any reason you wouldn't give me a five-star rating? And get a little, no, absolutely perfect. Well, I would really appreciate that. We consider anything less than five stars failure. So I really appreciate that five-star rating. And why is that important? Because Zillow has a scoring system and it does matter for all those of you who are working with Zillow leads. Yeah, good. Brian, what do you got for us today, sir? I got kind of a funny call. We're going to laugh at the first 10 seconds of this call or get frustrated, one or the other. And uh, I just, huge opportunity missed in my opinion here. and uh, I. Just, I'm going to play it. it, it it'll make sense, but there's, we've got, we can't miss opportunities. And, and it, it kind of comes down to what we had with this call too, is what is the purpose of a phone call? And I think it's important. This is a, um, a reach out to a realtor.com lead. So it's not a direct connect. We called okay. them. So I think that's an important part of that. So did they inquire on a property or did they just or register? Uh, they inquired about a property. Okay. That's right. So the funny, the front end of this is either really annoying or really funny. Here we go. Hello. 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 Hi. Can you hear me? me? Uh huh. Yeah, I can hear you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. This is Rosie Group. Hi there. So the name, the person's name was in there. I I cut that out. That's why it said this is Realty Group. So oh, I cut wow. their name. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, Who am I speaking with? So I want to say this, that does happen sometimes when you have those bad connections, patience, have a little bit of patience. Don't say hello, 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 hello. So, yeah. And then once you figure out that they say you, make sure you go back into your entry, into your intro script. So anyway, I'll, I'll play a little bit more. I just thought I'd leave that in there. It was kind of funny. My name is Joey. Uh, did you get my name through realtor.com or? I did, ma'am. Okay. Uh, I was talking with her about a home. I didn't know. Maybe she talked to you. I, I don't know who she suggested. I talk with the listing agent, but I don't know who that is. Do you have information on I what my call was? Now, watch this. This is actually really well done. And I, I'm going to just rewind that just 10 seconds, but listen to what he does with this when they, he does this. This is good. Do you have information on I what my call was about? I have all the information you'll need. I just need the address to the property. Got it. You know, instead okay. of, yeah, I got the address it. You don't need the listing Grampian, G-R-A-M-P-I-A-N, Drive, in Bella Vista, Arkansas. Pause it. Now, this agent gets a gold star if after she transmits the address to him, and he says, uh, if he finds her, whatever it may be. But the next thing he does is, okay, great. Now, did you have questions or would you like to book an appointment to go see it? Right? We'll listen to what happens. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I have a Grampian and a Grampian. Is it with a P or a T? It's with a P. Okay. That's so funny that there's two like of them in Bella Vista. Yeah, well, that's Bella Vista for you. <laughs> so, yes, this house is... Uh, they're taking backup offers, so it is active. Um, okay, so they are still taking backup offers. All right, pause um, it. What we were pause it. All right, so that's uh, a training opportunity for the guy, right? Yep. Don't give any info on that. So let's see what happens next. 
told us that they were waiting to see if the cable company was going to get hooked up. Otherwise, there was no inter internet there right now or TV. It's something we can live without for a short time, but I don't know how long a contingency can continue to be held before it's said, okay, enough time has passed. But if they're taking backup orders, I guess, backup offers, then yeah. I guess that's the route we need to go. Okay. And um, before, what is your phone number? I don't like that. Eight one five. Don't know why I asked that, but that's okay. Nine three one. He called her, so why he needs her phone number? Zero, zero, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Okay, God, it wasn't inbound. Um, yeah, is it, is it a property that you've already seen in person, or would you like to go and see it? We went by there a couple of weeks ago, and the door was open, so we actually walked through it. New construction. Uh, so we wow. have seen it. We have not seen it with the real estate agent, however. Okay. I mean, it, there's really not a whole lot different other than if I go with you, I can help pick out flaws and uh, things mm -hmm. that, you know. So I feel like there, I want to stop that. I feel like he tried to build a little bit of value, but he shouldn't, in my opinion, he should not have framed, there's not a whole lot different. Because basically yeah. saying I'm bringing a ton of value to you, but there's a little bit of value I have. So I would just take that out. I would say, you know, it's always a good idea to go meet meet in person and that yeah. way I can help you and answer all your questions and get the, you know, show a value, but don't say there's not a lot of value. <laughs> yeah, you could tell that she was, I agree with what you just said. And you could tell, he did. you could tell that she was open to an agent when she said, we haven't been through it with an agent. Yes. So now I know, you know, you and I heard that, that's a clear indication that there's or she already has some kind of value around agent and I don't need to create one, right? I don't need to argue against something that isn't an argument. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Don't close an objection that doesn't exist. Yeah. And you know what, man, I don't know what the age or the uh, years of experience of this salesperson we're listening to is, but I think that just you and I being old, old guys with lots of sales experience, hear those, hear those cues that you have to learn over time as you develop your, you know, experience level. Yeah. And he's a relatively new guy, less than a year, really. Okay. Yeah. That's something that you and I can hear. And I think it's good when we have listeners who may also not have the same amount of experience that we have, we can point that stuff out, right? Those are just some verbal cues that are things that you pick up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, can I say one more thing? Actually, sorry. No. Absolutely Do you know not. how you know how in that last call, I said that your sense of what it means to be a salesperson should not be giving people information. What I didn't fill out was what your what I believe and probably you believe your sense of being a salesperson should be, which at at its core level, obviously we're always trying to help people and work in their best interest. But let's just be honest. We like winning. Okay. We like winning and we like getting deals and we like getting paid. Okay. So to me and probably you, Brian, that's what my sense of being a salesperson is. So long as I'm operating in another person's best interest. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Which so, I create win-win situations in which I get paid. Yeah. And so by saying that, that's when you're, when you're developing your sales skill and your ear, that ear that Brian and I just pointed out where you pick up these things. I'm saying that because we're constantly listening for, am I going to win? Am I going to get paid? 
And how can I best not screw it up if it sounds like I'm going to win and get paid? And when she said, I haven't been through there with an agent yet, that's a check in the box of, okay, I'm <laughs> likely to get paid and win and let's not screw it up. So I just wanted to explain for everybody, that's what Brian and I heard. That's how we process it. Absolutely. All right, I'll play a little bit more. Your uh, offer B, would you like to make a backup offer? Probably. Um, let me talk All with right. my husband about that and see. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they're offering full price or what they're doing, but that's probably something that you aren't able to give out, right? I, I don't know. I can call and ask them, though, for sure. I, I, so I would have handled that a little bit differently. Also, I would have just said simply, you know, um, generally speaking, we do not, no one discloses the the other offers. And I would say it generally, because by the way, you can, that is a tactic I've seen people use. Literally, this is our best offer, $377,000, beat it. Not a tactic that's used very often, but with seller's permission, that is acceptable. So that's why I wouldn't say they never do it, but I would say as a general practice, you know, agents are not authorized to let you know what the other offers are. She's still Real under simple. the she's still under the impression that he's a listing agent. Uh maybe, but she won't be she won't be in a second. But she <laughs> so. yeah, well, because she said, is that not something you can disclose, meaning that he has the information about those offers? Right. And so, you know, Dale and I have talked this about this probably a hundred times on cash call. No way in shape or form are we ever saying lie. If someone asks you the listing agent, you're not, you need to say, no, I'm not. That yeah, no, being said, we creatively we, omit, uh, we strategically yeah. omit, we do not lie. Yep. So, but yeah, listen to what he does. I'll, I'll play that. I can call and ask him though, for sure. I, I, she probably mm -hmm. won't give me an, uh, an actual price, but okay. if you just come okay. with your, your best offer, Mm -hmm. and then we can go ahead and see what comes of it okay all right let me talk to my husband now the number that you just called from that i have on my caller id is that the number where i would call you back pause um yeah. all right so so listen i feel like at this point he kind of had to put the cards on the table because she's talking about offers and what do you know about the other offer and i would have handled it just a little bit differently and Me too. Go this, ahead. Is some, this is something that just happened in a real life situation where my wife was ne negotiating on trying to secure a deal. Um, and so in that moment, when she said, well, do you know what the other offers are? You, I don't know if you can if you can talk about that. Um, what I would have said is, hey, you know what? Let me do this first. I want to help you make the strongest offer you possibly can. I'm going to reach out to that listing agent and get as much information as I possibly can to make us as competitive as we can be. Let me get back to you with that. And then we'll talk to your husband. Let's jump on a call together, me, you and your husband and discuss what the best next approach would be. So I wanna maintain control of that. I wanna, and I wanna look like I'm going to work and I would, I would go and try and get as much information as I could from that listing agent to try and win that deal. Yeah, and I would do something very similar. So what he ends up doing, I'm not going to play the last 17 seconds of the call, is basically he gives her his phone number and says, and, you know, and she took control of the call. That's the other thing. I don't know if you noticed that, yeah, but she yeah. said, I'm going to talk to my husband and I'm going to call you back. What's the best number to call you at? He provided the number and that's how the call ended. Here's what I would have done differently. 
hey, you know, I'm going to talk to my husband. I would have said, perfect. Why don't we do this? When's the best time for me to call you back with you and your husband? Because what I would love to do is if you're interested in running an offer is create a strategy. And I'll do some research and figure out, get as much information as I can about any of the other offers because there are multiple offers. So I want to make sure that we can put together a strategy so that you can make the offer that's the best offer for you. Yeah. You know, what time would be best for me to get back with you? Because here's the problem. She's going to go talk to her husband. She may not call back. Right. Exactly. And, and the husband might go, you know what, you know, honey, we looked at that house and and I liked it, but it seems like this is kind of a mess. There's a backup offer thing. I, let's just go find something else. And all of a sudden we're driving down the road and they don't call this agent back. Right. Make sure that you set an appointment or as Dale often says, next logical step. The next logical step is for agent husband and wife to get on a group call, a Zoom meeting, an in-person meeting, a meeting at some kind of meeting, and we should set that now. And if she says, well, I don't know when he's going to be available. Perfect. I understand that. I'll tell you what, why don't, why don't you think you're going to be able to talk to him? Oh, probably tonight at six. Why don't I just call you tomorrow morning and then we can put, but no matter what, worst case scenario, I say this, if you can't set an appointment, set an appointment to set an appointment. Yeah. So you know, it, it's just one of those things where you've got to, you've got a live fish here. Don't let it off the line. Yeah, exactly. I generally follow a policy of believing that people will never get back to me. Nobody mm -hmm. will ever call me back. Nobody will ever email me back or text me back when they say they will. I just generally follow that policy. Uh, so, you know, I, for better or for worse, I'm not a, I'm not that I'm not a negative person, but you know, remember I said my opera, my MO is, am I going to win? And am I going to get paid? Like that's my primary drivers. And so it just serves me to assume, Hey, you're never going to get back to me. Uh, you say you're going to call me, but you're not. Uh, so I'm going to take it upon myself to make sure that we get in touch again. I think it's super important. And, you know, just, and by the way, you've regained control of the conversation. Most people are thrilled that you want to set up an appointment. I mean, if they don't want to buy a house, then that's a whole different thing. Now you're done. But this woman is very interested in this house. She yes. walked through it. She called about it again. She's inquiring. She wants to buy this house. So don't let somebody else get this commission. This is your opportunity. Button it up. Let them know. And, you know, say, by the way, if you see anything else that you're interested in, you know, I'm happy to be your agent. I'm happy to work with you. I can literally help you buy any house in state X. And, you know, I'd love to work with you. It feels like we got a good thing going here. I will say that. Hey, Dale, you know, it feels like you and I got good rapport. We feel like we can work together well. So I'd love to be your agent. Yeah. Close on that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Most people go, yeah, assuming you had a good conversation. And this woman clearly right. liked the salesperson. They had good rapport. They were interacting. So... Even after hello, 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 <laughs> on the front end of the damn thing, that you did a funny. good job. Yeah. But don't miss that button up or the next logical step. It's so critical. You know, that's what happens over and over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Brian, I feel like we've given these people as much as they can handle today. So I think, what do you think, Brian? A good, where are, we, are we at a good stopping point for today? I think if for no other reason that's three minutes past the bottom of the hour, we're at a good stopping point. But also thought it was a great call. Appreciate what you had. And I, I think there was some good lessons here today. Yeah, definitely. You too. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Cash call again. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis next week. 
we're going to have a fancy guest, one of my clients, a uh, fancy <laughs> guest. Uh, it's uh, Jeremy Wilson from Chucktown Homes from North Carolina. Uh, I think they sell, you know, nearly all the homes in North Carolina. So any of my other, any of our other Brian and my friends and or clients who want to argue with us that they actually, in fact, sell all the homes in North Carolina, please let us know. But in the interim, uh, in lieu of that, we'll have Jeremy Wilson next week uh, here talking about how they sell, I think, like over a thousand homes, over a thousand homes. I'm not sure. But a lot of homes. No, it's a lot of homes. All right. Good seeing everybody. Thanks, Dale. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.